0: Welcome to Pop X Cast, a podcast that brings together the worlds of pop culture and science fiction in a way that breathes life into our inner child. From nostalgia to all things retro, pop culture news, film reviews, and the retro rewind, we explore all realms of geeky goodness. So find your comfy spot, top off your glass, and don't forget those pizza rolls in the air fryer because it's time for pop X Cast. Listening to pop x Cast, where science fiction meets pop culture. Pop x Cast. Here we go! Pop x Cast. I was born in it,
1: molded by it. PopX Cast. <laughs>
2: Transform.
0: Both. Fast. From Batman. By the power of Greyskull. Orphix cast. Cool. We're doomed. Cold here is Tyrell. More human than human is our motto. One, two, three. No, no, no. What's Here's Johnny. Never had a pet pony. Hasta la vista, baby. Popexcast. Captain's log supplemental.
2: Megasonic teenage. What the sh- I am the one who knocks.
1: Excelsior!
0: Excelsior. Welcome, everyone. And it is cast episode 141 coming to you on this Sunday night, May the 8th. Man, it has been a crazy, fun, cool day. We'll tell you about that here in just a second. But it's been a few weeks since our last podcast. So I just want to let everybody know we're still alive. We're still kicking. we were, we're just still here. We were just waiting in the balance of the force, if you will. <laughs> but um, we got, I, I tell you what, as spring is kicking off, so is the film season. We've got so much to talk about. And you know what, guys? I got to tell you something. I went back and rewatched our Moon Knight origin stories, our last oh. one that we did. Everything we mentioned in that show came to... We're not going to do spoilers on this show. We're not going to tell you anything about it on this show. Everything we mentioned was spot on. Austin, what did you think about how we did the build-up for PopX on 140? I was so
2: happy we went through that. Just us talking about it helped me. <laughs> know, right? It helped my experience. But I can only imagine people who weren't comic book fans... Seeing that after watching our show, saying, Hey, I recognize that name, I recognize that character. Yep. And they teased a, a couple of things that are coming in season two that we've already talked about. So it was just awesome to do that show. I think it's one of the best we've done so far.
0: It was good. And you know what, Lindsay and I, um, I believe one night sitting in a room, and yeah, I can't remember where we were at, Lindsay, but we just a like,
1: Discord far, far away
0: in, in a room of many lands far. But we came up with the idea <laughs> what about origin stories? of doing characters of 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 films that are coming out characters yeah. we may not know about yep.
1: but something yes. that we
0: can kind of give you the audience to prepare you for things to come and this is not the end of origin stories we have a lot more coming out i want to do one i want to do a refresher on adam warlock since guardians 3 just wrapped sure. this mm-hmm. week so um but austin how have you been man uh, you've been traveling and things and <laughs> Yeah, man He's, did the, a, uh, he's a
1: jet setter now.
0: Y'all, I'm, I'm just... well. It's, it's
2: like I'll have weeks where I'm here and I'm in my little cave, and then I'll have a, a whole three- to four-day trip. I, I got to go to Philadelphia to their fan expo and you got do to a meet, panel with... You
0: got to meet yeah. Poffenbarger, right? Yeah,
2: John and the chat, John. Man, John was there so to cool. hang out with, uh, Hi, with myself John. and Sean Chandler. Man, that was so much fun, and, it, and I'll tell you what, though. Two 12-hour car rides, that'll wear you out.
1: Yeah.
0: Bro. I didn't realize you drove. I thought you flown.
1: That's a long drive, I wrote, Sean
2: Sean uh, flew all the way to Kentucky, rented a car, drove me. He wouldn't let me drive. He said, this is my trip. I'm driving. That's crazy. Drove me 12 hours there and 12 hours back. So that's
0: impressive. My gosh. Lindsay, (laughs) how have you been since we've touched base with you last?
1: Oh, man, we've been knocking out art left and right. Um, I don't know if you guys know that I do actual real art when we're not geeking out together. Uh, so I've definitely been cranking out a lot of really cool art lately. Um, we've been doing the live streaming thing. You know, it's just been life has been busy in busy. the real world too. Mom, mom, life is always keeping me on my toes, but it's just been business as usual.
0: Mm-hmm. I got you on that. Same with you. I've been, <laughs> I've been diving. If you guys ever want to catch me and Lindsay, uh, we do a Twitch art streams uh, sporadically on Twitch. Um, I do twice a week. Actually, I'm going to go live tonight on Twitch, as a matter of fact. And then, Austin, you do lives. When do you normally do lives? Sunday afternoon and Wednesday? Yeah, you, I skip today, but normally
2: Sundays Well, today's...
0: A, yeah, I get yeah. today. It's a
2: crazy day, bro. Crazy day. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. an exceptional and day. And the
0: weekend... Yeah. I want. Uh, well, before I forget this, huge congratulations to Madison, your wife, for yes! graduating at the University of Kentucky with a master's degree. Master. Yeah. I have to call her Master Burke now, is man. the that's master a, of
2: <laughs> the universe.
1: She's worked so hard. She's of, been of doing the it. Nurse-iverse.
2: Of the nurse-a-verse. Of the Nurciverse. <laughs> she's, she's been doing it for five <laughs> years, just on that's and off incredible. while she's been Good working. Dude, yeah, that's, that's dude, that's so a, impressive. Dude, that's
0: what an achievement. So, hats yeah. off to your lovely wife, man.
2: Thank you so much. All
0: right. With that said, Austin, go ahead and kick us off on the show.
2: Well, uh, what's up, guys? Welcome to Pop X Cast, where science fiction meets pop culture. But it's a very special day. We want to give a huge happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there. Where
0: would we be without our moms? I'll tell you where I'd be. I wouldn't exist. I wouldn't be here. (laughs) That whole womb thing and birth and all that. That's just a lot of stuff going on there that makes Joe happy.
1: And shout out to John. He did say happy Mother's Day to me in the chat. Thank you so much, sir. thank you. That's so sweet of you.
0: Wait, womb? (laughs) I thought we came via storks. Are, wait, I thought we cabbage, were
1: from eggs, but my mom said the cabbage patch. My mom
0: mentioned specifically there was a cabbage patch involved in this.
2: I think someone's lying to us, Joe. <laughs> how
0: about no? How
2: about no? <laughs> okay. We'll dive into that on a on a very special origin story one day. Wow. Uh, but to all the mothers out wow. there, <laughs> thanks so much <laughs> for all that you do. You are yes. wonderful. Thanks, and, yeah. Mom, thanks, mom, and thanks for watching Pop X. But as for me, I'm Austin Burke, the Appalachian geek at heart. We'd like to welcome everybody joining us live in the PopX.live chat room. Come and, come and hang out with us. Join the conversation at PopXcast.com, the website. If this is your first time tuning into our show, uh, the first 10 to 15 minutes, we run down the headlines since our last show, and then we're going to deep dive into all things nostalgic on the retro rewind. We have a fun one today, and then at the halfway mm-hmm. point, we're hitting on the show's topic, and today we are diving into the multiverse of madness. The multiverse
0: of oh, madness. My God! Oh, money, money! It's pretty great. I say. I don't know why did I, did I just went into James Bond there, but I did. Hey, guys, I'm Joseph I like Burke, it. Central Florida's seasoned comic book nerd and retro enthusiast, and I want to say, founder of the Popex Cast, along with Lindsay Badger and Austin Burke. We've been doing this for. Austin came on around episode eight, and Lindsay's been with me since episode one.
1: And Joe's just the brainchild of this whole crazy train, and we appreciate every moment of
0: it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, also, uh, let's see, joins Lindsay and myself and a host of other creatives on our Discord channel. Now, if you look on the bottom right of your screen, you will see that there is a QR code. If you're watching this on your TV, you're going to be able to do this very easily. Pull oh, your phone up and just hold your camera. That way. And just and point to it; it's right, right there. Yeah. yeah. Um. And you'll go right into our uh, creative multiverse Discord. PopX Cast has its own thread there for upcoming shows and things that happen here exclusively on PopX. And we also have uh, several things there for upcoming live streams of people and artists, musicians, songwriters, singers, painters—you name it—we have everything. So join us in the creative multiverse Discord. Oh, yeah.
1: All right, uh, guys. I'm uh, Lindsay Badger geeky over here um if you uh missed last episode i think the boys just mentioned a little bit earlier about moon Knight origin stories is what we talked about on our last episode and rewound the retro goodness of stand by me Ooh. um if you didn't get to catch that episode make sure you go back and watch the replay you can catch it here on youtube or go over to the popxcast.com website and check that out and all the other good episodes that you missed out on, mm. there's tons of good stuff there. Trust me. Just dig in. Just get you a bag of Piles of it. it. Go for it.
0: Piles just of it. Dive in. Dive in there. The goodness. Go. Great. <laughs>
2: stick, stick your hand in it. Stick it just, just stick your hand in it. Go
1: it. I love it. Oh, stick my it. gosh. But since you guys are here right now, if you haven't yet, please, for the love of all the algorithms in the universe <laughs> oh. and the multiverse, Click that thumbs up button, hit that subscribe button, yeah. and you know what the next thing is. Ding-a-ling that bell so you know when we're going live next. So you don't miss out on any of the geeky goodness here at PopEx. And for my podcast friends, make sure you guys are showing us our love by giving us five-star rating in review because you know it's good. Yeah. Tell us how much you like
0: it. That's exactly right. Well done, Lindsay Badger. Thank you. All right, guys, stay tuned. We have PopEx News headlines coming up. We've got about 10, 15 minutes of headlines. Then we're going to deep dive straight into the topic of Tom Hanks Big. And then at the last half of the show, you guessed it all things crazy in the multiverse of madness. That's Don't go really anywhere, much. we'll be right back. PopEx News coming your way. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is PopEx News, coming to you live, right here on PopExcast.com. All right, Popexcast.com. And unfortunately, this week I get the sad, sad news of yeah. talking about this. And, and, and it's, it's, it's not just one, it's a double hit. So uh, just a couple of days ago, uh, May 6th, a legendary comic book artist, one of my favorite artists of all time the guy is a legend george perez he passed away of pancreatic cancer uh, if you recall Lindsay, back in december we, we broke the news that he is he r- removing himself from public eye because of his diagnosis yes. he didn't want to seek chemotherapy treatment uh, he was 67 years old he died here in his florida home here in central florida he did have stage three pancreatic cancer, and Perez just simply told fans at the time that he elected to forego any kind of treatment or chemotherapy which he was told he had a very low chance of success. And instead, he spent uh, much of his quality time as he could with his family and friends and fans. Now, in the time since he announced his illness, Perez has been photographed at the D.C. offices. One of the, one of the pictures you see here is one of the last uh, press conferences he did. And he scheduled a few signings and, and exclusive meet and greets with fans as one last offering. His work on Wonder Woman and Crisis... If you guys know Crisis on Infinite Earths, Mm -hmm. that's George Perez. Uh, All of that is him. And so it it doesn't start there. Avengers, Team Titans, Silver Surfer. He even wrote for Topps Trading Cards and did the Jurassic Park comics back in the 90s. Uh, So amazing man, an amazing talent. Uh, Mr. Perez, thank you for the legacy that you leave behind. Our hearts and our prayers go out to you and your family. But sadly, it doesn't stop there. Just last week, another legendary DC artist, the industry also lost Mr. Neil Adams on April the 29th. Neil Adams, he he was literally one of the guys that helped reshape characters like Batman, Green Lantern, and the Green Arrow. Uh, he, he He did pass away. But one of the cool things about it, he was 80 years old, but Adams also fought for creator rights in comics at a time when creators and artists and pencilers weren't getting the rights that they needed and it was just kind of like, you know, they were just cranking out material like crazy and they didn't have any time to breathe and room. Neil Adams was one of the guys in the 80s that stood up and said, no, no, that's not going to happen. We need to have regulations in place for us to have time to be able to... We can draw all you want, but give us some time. Give us some leeway. and yeah. so he conducted regular q and a sessions with fans on social media. He did live streams frequently um and he was co creator of numerous beloved characters, including John Stewart Rashaw ghoul, may know that name yeah that's mm-hmm. neil adams that's and crazy. uh and then the man bat, according to the Adams family, uh-huh. he passed away due to complications from sepsis. Now Adams with writer Dennis O'Neill helped to reshape the public perception of Batman in the seventies establishing the dark, vengeful spirit of the night that defines the character to this day, which, Neil Adams' work inspired Frank Miller to create the Dark Knight graphic novel that would forever change the face and the tone of Batman as we see it today, from comic campy to dark and gritty. And so, Neil Adams, our heart's and our prayers go out to you and your family. Thank you for everything that you did. Uh, you know, just gone too soon, but we are so grateful that your legacy lives in the comics that has inspired all of us today. So, sad news. Got to get that out of the way. I'm so sorry.
2: Yeah, yeah. and I, I remember talking about George Perez, uh, I guess it was a couple months ago, and that was just, when you get news like that, it's almost like you know mm. that time is coming, right? But... George was only old.
0: sixty-seven, Austin. I
2: know. I know. <laughs> yeah, he still had twenty young.
0: years to. Yeah.
2: If there is a bright side, though, it gave us it gave us a chance to look back on his work and mm-hmm. kind of uh, be able to look at it. Dude, a bit Crisis on Infinite
0: was... Earths is yeah. one of the largest story arcs in DC universe history. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway.
2: It's incredible. It's incredible. But uh, yeah, we definitely want to uh, switch the tone just a yes, little bit, yes, 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 um, and talk about something a bit more exciting and something that is very relevant to what we're going to be hitting on tonight. Deadline notes <laughs> that Multiverse of Madness's thirty-six million dollar take is the eighth largest Thursday night. Now, this was just Thursday night. Thursday night. preview. We didn't got so yet. Thursday night. Yeah, uh, of all time. However, that doesn't account for the fact that the film had preview screenings beginning at 3 p.m., which is interesting. So it's That's not early. exactly a fair comparison. Yeah, some of the earliest uh, screenings I've seen for any movie over the last couple yeah. of years. Yeah. Uh, it also surpassed the Batman's $21 million Thursday to claim the highest preview screening of 2022 thus far and maybe by the time we get to the end of the year. Now, Multiverse of Madness's preview numbers will be folded into Friday's box office for the official opening day total on Saturday morning. For the weekend, Multiverse of Madness was projected to land somewhere between $160 and $175 million, and we'll talk about the final total here in just a second. Some observers have suggested that it could even push closer to the $200 million mark, and it did just that it grossed $185 million (laughs) (laughs) in its debut to land uh, uh, one of the biggest openings of all time domestically, the second biggest opening of the pandemic era behind 20 years of nostalgia in Spider-Man. For a global start, and this is what impresses me the most, of $450 million. And this is without multiple territories that aren't showing the movie. Holy due to, cow. To, yeah, due to a couple of things in the film that rubbed other countries the wrong way. They're not showing it. Okay, is that going to hurt the box office? No. I mean, mm-hmm. technically, yes, but not really, right? $450 million is nothing to wow. sneeze at. It's an incredible number. The movie's already a success. Dude, cinema's I'm back, curious. bro. It is, it is. Now, I'm curious, just me, what the holdover is going to be, because this one, I don't want to say it's divisive. It has been received well mostly, but there are some people who haven't loved the film. They just kind of like the film. So yeah. word of mouth is important. And, and I
0: think, too, one thing um, before we move on with Lindsay, uh, Lindsay's news segment, I want to remind everybody. I, a lot of the commentary I was getting is like, dude, it's dark. It's very dark. It's dark. Not
2: for families. But here's the thing. Here's the dark. thing you
0: got to remember. Doctor Strange is the master of the mystic arts. Yeah. If you read his original material seventies eighties, and nineties he's it's almost like Constantine is a great comparison. He's dealing with demons, he's mm-hmm. dealing with the possessed he's witches, all of this stuff, so for the first time, we've always seen Dr. Strange just cast a spell and something something happened, and our heroes are saved. But what has happened when Dr Strange is pitted against the pits of hell essentially yeah um and so I love Sam Raimi's take on that, but we're going to talk about that on the last half. So I don't want to get, I'm getting far ahead of myself. <laughs>
1: yes. Lindsay Badger. Well, speaking of Sam Raimi and Spider-Man and all that good stuff, let's talk about Ooh. this. Um, earlier this week, Marvel fans celebrated the 20th anniversary of Sam Raimi's first Spider-Man movie and its game changing influence on the comic book genre as a whole. Uh, the film stood still holds up for a number of reasons not the least of which is composer danny elfman's musical roadmap for spidey's big screen debut man i love me some elfman
0: oh my god Mm -hmm. so good
1: now sony music has a special treat for listeners the studio has just announced that Elfman's score is about to come out on vinyl for the oh. very first time for you vinyl geeks out there. Get you some. Goodness. Ramey and Elfman had previously worked together on Darkman and A Simple Plan before Spider-Man came along. And before this, Elfman had already tested the superhero waters with his Tim Burton's film, if you guys remember. Mm. First two Batman films epic anyway <laughs> but spider-man arguably represents some uh uh the be- best work of his career uh parts of elfman's score were recently heard in the new spider-man movie no way home yeah and during the scenes featuring toby mcguire's peter parker and alfred molina's doc ock so make sure you go get your copy of either the standard gold or silver In any order you choose, just get all three of them. Why not? Yeah, man. (laughs) Still, I'm on eBay in 20 years. You know, so you can uh, follow Sony Soundtracks for their pinned tweet and direct Amazon links to pre-order your copies today. Yeah, and
0: that is at Sony Soundtracks on Twitter. They posted the link, and uh, they actually have three links in the tweet so you can click it and it'll oh, go directly okay. to um uh the the actual thing. So we'll we'll make sure So that,
1: this would make a great Christmas gift because it actually releases on the 2nd of yeah. December.
0: I, mm. I think honestly this is one of Elfman's penultimate scores he's ever done. I so think it's one of the geek, best. Yeah.
1: Get on it.
0: It is one of the yeah. best. Alrighty, So moving along here, guys, this one's gonna blow your lid out into a galaxy far, far away. Mm. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 went into production back in November, uh, and director James Gunn has spent the last few months posting about the film's journey. Gunn has previously hinted that there will be some major deaths in the movie and confirmed that this will be the last film to feature the original Guardians crew. While fans are eager to see the next installment, it's also bittersweet knowing this journey that began in 2014 is essentially coming to an end. On May 6th, Gunn went took to Twitter to post the picture that you're seeing right here on your screen, and uh, that is basically the threequel has officially wrapped filming, and that's the picture that wrapped on the Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy. And he went on to say, uh, I love this amazing cast and crew and their beautiful talent and kind souls. I'm a lucky man to have, have them on the journey with me for nearly a decade, Gunn wrote. The director included a photo of himself with Sean Gunn, which, who is Kraglin. Uh, Palm uh, Clementif, which is Mantis. And uh, Chris Pratt, oh, of course, Peter Quill, Star-Lord. And Karen Gillian, Nebula, and Dave Bautista, Drax. You can check out the rap photo right there. Look at that. They're so happy. That is the last Wait, day of Drax? filming. On the right.
1: I I, I don't see Drax oh. in this picture.
2: Oh, yep, you're right. Yeah. Nope.
1: I don't, I don't see him.
0: You're right. He's, Sorry. He's just... I hear potato chip. Do you hear potato chip?
1: <laughs> <He's> <laughs> I'm sorry, no, that's but that's that,
0: that was a deep dive. <laughs> was that was a deep a dive, chip. Lindsay that means
2: someone had to hear a potato chip. You can't chip see
0: me. Where
1: do I where do I who do I see to get my geek card punched?
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Austin, you got the last <laughs> one of of the week here. Go for it.
2: Hello there no (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of droids you're looking
0: for Hello
2: there general kenobi (laughs) hello there um uh, Ewan mcgregor returns to the galaxy good god oh geez far far away for the first time since 2000 and i'm sorry what is that yes 2005 my god Uh, it's been just as long since he revisited the star wars saga
1: it's been that long that's been that
2: long i wasn't even a mother
1: yet yeah. That makes Weird.
2: that makes Anyways. me sick. I'm we're guys. That is crazy. Okay. Um, <laughs> McGregor starred in George Lucas's Star Wars prequel trilogy as Ewan Kenobi, the Padawan of Jedi Master Qui Gon Jinn, played by Liam Neeson from Taken, turned teacher of apprentice Anakin Skywalker, played by Hayden Christensen, not from Taken. Uh, though he made voice cameos in 2015's The Force Awakens. That's true. And 2019's The Rise of Skywalker the finale to the Skywalker saga. McGregor wouldn't rep- reprise his role uh, in live action until Star Wars' Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is the limited event series premiering on May 27th on Disney+, Plus. Uh, saying, I watched all of them to prepare for this because the last one I did, we shot episode three in Sydney, Australia. Oh, my wow. God. In 2003, I think. So it's been quite some time, almost 20 years. That's ridiculous. Said on Jimmy Kimmel admitting uh he didn't do them in one go. He added it was really interesting to rewatch his first turn as the younger version of Alec Guinness's Hermit Jedi in 1999's The Phantom Menace Star Wars Obi-Wan premieres with two episodes on Friday, May 27th on Disney Plus. New episodes will air on Wednesday. So they're switching it up just a little bit. We have the premiere on Friday, right. two episodes Wednesdays from then on out. What is your all's anticipation Dude. level for this? I
0: I, <laughs> I was sad when I heard it was only going to be six episodes. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you can tell a lot of story in six episodes. We saw this, that it's with Disney
1: and the six episode
0: thing. Mm. Well, I mean,
1: I'm not digging it. But anyway.
0: Well, I mean. It's cool, even, though. Even
1: McGregor could read the phone book and I would be a happy girl. She, he's on my list of actors that I'm just like, I don't care what costume you put him in and Never. what language he's speaking. Just put him in front of a camera and hit record. Well,
0: the idea of what <laughs> Disney is doing here is they're actually filming this. It's a six-part series, but they're filming it as a three-hour movie.
1: Yes. Yeah. They're
0: filming yeah. it as a movie, yeah. and then they're breaking it up into segments. And so there's segues and cliffhangers between each each story, but at the same time, that's the way Disney's approaching it. It's not a not a bad idea because, in, you know, most most shows that are on mainstream television are shot episode by episode. Yeah. But this is yep. shot as a film. So they actually yeah. do the project as a film and then they splice it up in the editing room for for episodes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, guys, are you excited for Obi-Wan Kenobi? Let us know in the chat. And also, if you're uh, listening to this on the podcast, let us know. Make sure to comment back. How excited are you to see Ewan McGregor reprise his role as Obi-Wan Kenobi? I don't know about you. I am super excited. What is up, SJ McFly in the chat room? Hey, hey, before we push on into Big Gear, I want to give a quick shout out. Man, the chat room is hopping here. I want to make sure I mention everybody. What is up, Jeffrey Miller? Jeffrey Miller was in the chat before the stream even began. Yeah. What's up, my home skillet? John Parr from Bogger. We've got uh let me scroll down. DC in the house. We got John Michael Hucks. I love you, Michael. Wow. I'm gonna butter your Aww. biscuits when I see you on Tuesday night. You know what's <laughs> up. And also, we've got. Uh, let's see here. We got S.J. McFly, the neighbor next door. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a pebble on your window when I'm done. But um, I know, right? It's it's it's. These are not the pebbles you're looking for. But um, are you guys ready for a little big and some Tom Hanks? At yes. I, I kind of I'm kind of excited, y'all. I'm kind of ready to to do a little retro re, re, rewind. You know what I'm saying? Okay. All right. We will be right back, guys. Big coming your way. Retro Rewind. Retro Rewind. Retro Rewind. Retro Rewind. Metro Rewise, and we are talking about 1988's classic movie. I remember watching this as a young kid, and I so wanted to go to FAO Schwartz and play that giant piano that you're seeing right there. Oh my gosh, what a classic movie moment that was. But we are talking about a classic, probably one of my most enduring favorite Tom Hanks movies. Uh, I mean, the guy has range. Yeah, (laughs) the dude has range, (laughs) Um, but it's just amazing to see uh, his take on this film. And uh, something that I learned about this film, the child that that was in the film that played the younger version of himself, his younger version played all of his scenes, Tom Hanks scenes. And then he went back and watched how the child would perform in those scenes to mimic how he would react. That, that's cool. That's why he his childlike innocence is so perfect on point in this, wow. which is amaz- amazing when you think about it. Really. So I want to go directly to the lady. I want to go to the mother in the house. Sure. I want to go to Lindsay Badger. Lindsay, give us, give us some highs, give us some lows, give us some oh. thoughts.
1: Well, I mean, I feel like I repeat myself every week with some of these movies that um, – I mean, the way you get introduced to a lot of movies in the 80s and early 90s is HBO free weekends (laughs) (laughs) or free the month of free service or whatever. And then you just pack full like every VCR you could possibly muster of uh, just fill the cassette tapes full of movies. And those are the movies you watch until the next free session comes around. This is one of those movies mm-hmm. that was a part of the lineup for that free month of whatever. And so you watched it over and over and over again. I could probably quote at least half of the lines in this movie. I've seen it so many times. Um, it's, it's just a good feel-good story. Um, watching it now that I'm older, mm. the whole explanation of his disappearance was kind of sus, yeah, if you if you if oh, yeah. you say, yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it was a little you Your know, kid just straight up disappears and then calls and says that I'm kidnapped, but I'm fine. And it's like I'm at summer camp and I'm like, who, <laughs> what, what, what? Yeah. No, anyways, so that was like a massive like plot hole that I just had to glaze over to enjoy the rest of <laughs> the story.
0: Over. But <laughs> you think just, about you think about, the, the you know, the law enforcement in the 80s versus law enforcement yeah. today. I mean, kids. Kids were on milk cartons, right? You know, and yeah. so it wasn't like, "Oh my God, let's put on an APB, put the chopper in the air, let's let's send the dogs out."
1: But it's, I mean, again, if you think about the logic of him getting hired, I mean, there's there's plot holes through this whole entire thing. It is like, it is it, a it very is the worst backcountry yeah. road of plot holes ever. So I mean, Welcome you just kind of have to accept <laughs> them and move on. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I mean, it's a magical story. You know, you you always, when you're a kid, wish that you were something that you weren't. But then whenever you grow up, you're again wishing that you went back to what you were. Yeah. And that's essentially what the overall premise of this whole movie is anyways. Yeah. So if you get that concept, then it's done its justice. It's done its Agreed. job. Um. So, I mean, and the love story was cute mm-hmm. in it. It was a little weird. Awkward. But it was, yeah. yeah, but, I mean, growing up is awkward. And he's going at the same time of being big too little, he's also maturity wise in a natural.
0: Yeah. Element
1: switching from playing with toys to liking girls, which is that mm-hmm. was that one iconic line that the um, big Mac, yeah. the head of the toy company, he goes into his office. He's sitting there late at night and he was looking over numbers of how to sell toys to older kids. And he's just like, it's just not going to work. Because they don't care about toys anymore, they yeah, want yeah. girls, yeah, and that one line sells the whole ending of the movie, <laughs> yeah
0: yeah
1: so um I, I I Tom Hanks is brilliant again i sent, I just said that a minute ago about you McGregor he give him the phone book, read it, and he will sell movies because yeah. he's just that good. he can fit such a wide range of character types from. Animation all the way to to you know the the island acting on his own you know all all and all the things in between he can do a lot of different things and right. that's why I appreciate him. So
0: that's a much. really good take, Lindsay. I, I appreciate that, and I think for me, and I'm going to go to Austin next. I think mm-hmm. for me, I can look past those like script discrepancies and focus on Hanks's um, portrayal as a child. Because if you think about it logistically, all right, so he's what a ten year old kid. And skips puberty and goes no, straight. No, he in.
1: wasn't. He wasn't ten. He was. He, he said he was fifteen at the end of 13. the movie to that 13. girl.
0: 13. Mm-hmm. 13. 13.
1: 13. So
0: he's thirteen years old. Totally skips puberty and is straight into manhood. So that whole growing up phase, you know, of of hormones and all that, there, it's like gone. It's an interesting concept when you think about it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. so how is he? How does your brain in in the middle of it? Anyway, long story short, I've been getting. I'm deep diving way too heavy into that, but. I'm looking past the the script discrepancies because you know it's right. one of those 80s movies It's just you know they throw out ideas and then sometimes something bounces back and and um I think Patty uh Patty Patterson wrote this uh if I'm not mistaken is that her name? <laughs> um I can't remember her name shoot. Uh but the director of the, of the film essentially um no, Steven Spielberg's wife wrote this script.
1: Yeah, Alice. Oh, right.
0: Or and, Annie and she pitched it to. Uh, it was supposed to be Harrison Ford, I believe, playing the role, uh, and then Robert De Niro as well was supposed to play Tom wow. Hanks's role. Ooh, yeah, mm-hmm. so Oof. very interesting um, thoughts going into this. But if you think Spielberg and and Harrison Ford, that kind of you know, there's a yeah. there's a, there's a friendship there. <laughs> but yeah. if you look past some of those plot holes that that Lindsay, I mean, shined light on, which are very valid. Uh, especially mm-hmm. when you're looking at it from logistically if a child goes missing that's and they're not just going to brush it off right um if you look past that and look at hanks's performance especially the picture that you're seeing here his first night alone in that apartment and the fire uh trucks are going so by scared. and, and I felt so bad. gunshots yeah. are going off and you know really interesting it was spielberg's sister uh annie spielberg yeah that's right interesting yeah okay uh interesting right for the script Uh, coming from such an interesting location as a Spielberg family member. (laughs) But uh, for me, I I love, there's just so much nostalgia in this film. I mean, uh, you can always go back to the famous F.A.O. Schwartz piano uh, scene with his boss, and I don't know how many times that scene had to be filmed. I'm sure more than once, because it's just bonkers crazy. It's impressive. But Mm. then, you know, you look at the heart and soul of it and his performance, it was just amazing. And then we talk about, you know, the Zoltar machine, which is the science science fiction element of the movie, bringing in that aspect of, uh, I don't know what it is. The 80s had this whole thing of, like, the parent trap concept with, like, yeah. you know, big, you know, going small, small, going big. There was a movie that came out with um, uh, Judge um, and, and um, what's his name? Uh, Fred Savage. It was Vice Versa,
2: hmm.
0: where, where the, the father become the son and the son become the father. Interesting oh, wow. '80s movie there, kind of uh, like
1: Freaky Friday switcheroo sort of stuff.
0: Uh, yeah, it was like some hot tub time machine type stuff. But Austin, I want to hear your take.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I hadn't seen this film in forever, so we were doing this rewind. I said it's it's time to go back and and see what we're working with because I I couldn't really remember my thoughts on the movie. I knew I enjoyed it, but how does it hold up? And uh, to my surprise, now I do agree with Lindsay. There are plot holes right it's the kid's gone he's disappeared what actually happened to him okay i could look past it because it's more so tom uh, hanks's journey and then just the relationship i mean neither of them really know what's going on there right mm-hmm. and so she, it, it's not like she's in the wrong and he's just a kid it's not like he's in the wrong but then when you think about it, it's kind of like oh that was weird that's strange but i look at the intentions behind the movie and I, I think the intentions are there it's it's all about growing up not wanting to grow up okay right. you have grown up Why well, want to go back to being a kid again And and some of the conversations that he has with her as she's you know allowing herself because she's just kind of this you know, not not stubborn, but she's like, I don't really want to, uh, you know, talk about my feelings. I want to do all this. She opens up to him. right? Mm, yeah. That's why the ending is so sad when he leaves. He says, you know, uh, you're my only reason for staying an adult. Wow. Everything else stinks. Yeah, I want to go back to being lame. a kid. <laughs> so That's it's amazing. Like, it's such a heartfelt, wonderful story um, that, Resonated with me heavily, and I actually thought this movie was just very well paced. Right, it flies by, and I think Hank's performance is a is a big part of that. He's genuinely like, this is probably a top five role for him. He's so freaking good in the movie, and I had a great time watching this. I really, I enjoyed it.
0: I did big time. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, Chad, what did you think? Have you seen Big lately? Uh, According to according to Austin, this is currently live streaming. If you have the Stars Media package. Mm-hmm. It's on stars. stars. Uh, it was on um it was on Prime before Christmas, mm-hmm. but uh, if you haven't seen this, it's definitely worth the four bucks yeah. to go back and revisit I, I, this. I
1: really enjoyed um Tom Hank the, the, the little kid, the best friend.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yes. His
1: character really Yeah that's the one I grabbed onto the most. He had such he pulled a on really a good emotional yeah. attachments. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. during the scenes
0: where Hank's busy doing adult stuff and oh, then yeah, he's, at the very end, he's losing where he sight really s- yeah he's preparing
1: for that big presentation yes. thing and he's so mean to him and it's just kind of like a slap in the face that sort hurt of that there. hurt a little oh. bit that stung yeah, that yeah. was painful that stung
0: but um man i tell you it's such a great classic film i mean the Popex crew here that's what we love to do on these retro re- re- rewinds we go back and look at those nostalgic movies of our past of our youth of our childhood and we just kind of lay it all out on the line. Before we go into Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, though, uh, let's go ahead and do that review. I want to start in the order that we just reviewed. Lindsay Badger, if you were rating this movie, what would you give it?
1: Um, I'm going to throw a 7.5 on it.
0: That's awesome.
1: Uh, yeah. That's it's a, a good, good score. It's a good, happy... Yeah.
0: There's, yeah. there's
1: not... You know, you can look past the, the bumps in the road. Yeah. It's a good, solid story.
2: I agree. Um, I'm... Uh, Awesome. I I I yeah, I know you were going to, I I'm just going to go ahead and give mine cuz it it was right where Lindsay's was. I, I think after talking about it though, I'm going to bump it up just a bit. I'm going 7.8. I I really enjoy, I want to go back and watch this with Madison. Like I really enjoyed watching this movie. So 7.8 for me.
0: Nice. I'm going to go for me, I'm going to probably I think I may go to an 8 out of 10 just because yeah. of the nostalgic yeah. I remember watching this movie as a kid i didn't own a copy of it because i never could find the v8 pizza time pizza time it's exactly time, right yeah. um, that is <laughs> yes, so good worry. for um what is up man we got a flurry of people joining us right now on the stream yes. I, I am so thankful for each and every one of you guys watching for me i'm going to go eight out of ten
1: well done
0: awesome Doctor strange time baby
1: yeah, yeah well, I, be- I believe it. so.
0: Before we go into Doctor Strange, thank you guys so much for tuning into to Popex Cast. We are Popex. Basically, we're a bunch of geeks that talk about geeky things. If you'd like the content that you're seeing here, make sure you click on that like button right below. Share this out to your local feeds or Discord pages or Twitter. Help us grow. We don't monetize, we just do this because we love doing it. And that's basically the premise of Popex. You know what I'm saying? So here we go. Popex Cast coming to you. Don't go anywhere. This is going to be a spoiler-heavy discussion on Doctor yeah. Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, so if you've not seen the film, you have been warned. Okay, so here we go. Danger! You are about to enter a pahahaha box. Spoiler alert! Beyond this point, there is no return. You have been warned. You have been warned, guys. I am ready to literally lift the lid off of this entire conversation right now and deep dive into everything. John Krasinski. Oh God! My God. Hold him. God. I thought God. Like y'all there. The the mm-hmm. the
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. It is it is fantastic.
0: Sorry, work. I know I'm just literally it is busted.
1: Dude. It is all the things. <laughs> oh.
0: I literally had to change my underwear in the theater, guys. I am not joking you right now. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. If you guys don't know the hype behind that, let me share that right quick. For the past several years since Fantastic Four has been hinted of a reboot, fans have been pulling for John Krasinski to play Reed Richards. And mm-hmm. daggone it, Marvel casted John Krasinski as... Yeah, oh,
1: my God. yeah I, I was... I. There was not nearly enough hype in my theater for IMAX on a Sunday (laughs) afternoon. I was very disappointed in the reaction of my group of fellow nerds, but I was just bursting with excitement when I saw his face. I was like, yes, I die happy now.
0: Really quick, what is up, Fru? (laughs) What is up, Mason the Nerd? Welcome to the chat. Uh, so Hello. good to have you guys on board. Oh, my God, I love John Krasinski, right, John oh. Hux? Um, so let's talk about this from a perspective, and I'm, I'm going to share a couple of things here, and I want us to be able to kind of unpack this collectively as 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 a group, all right? I like so groups. I, I love groups, too. So sure let's forget. talk, Dr. Strange. So I, a lot of the rumblings I've been hearing, especially some people in my own circles, is like, it's kind of dark. Right?
1: Very dark. Why is sure. it
0: why is it so dark? All right, so you gotta go back and look at the source material. Right. Doctor Strange is not a superhero that casts you know, does spells so everybody can have a happy life. That's not his role. His role is to keep He's not
1: the Wizard of Oz.
0: <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> he is to keep Earth safe from any appending opposing multiverse universal threat or demons or dar- any darkness that is to in- that is to invade earth 616 like wanda like wanda but <laughs> kind of crazy yeah
1: but <laughs> yeah she's special
0: yeah she should we want to talk about wanda here in a minute did not expect to see wanda as the main villain i was kind of expecting to see some cosmic some other new did not see dude, wanda as the villain that, sure that blew me away um so right off the gate we are thrust into this crazy environment of just doctor strange opening scene literally in the multiverse and america chavez doing Floating what she does
1: whatever land
0: trying to get the you know what is it, the book of shatter uh, Shari the like? book of Shari, I think is a, is that the sounds name. Sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Sounds the
1: book of light. The book of, light. The book of, it's of light. light. the book it's of light. The book of darkness. Dark hold is the book
0: of darkness. And the, yep. was, all right. Um, but man, it was just amazing to to just see the scope and scale of this right off the bat in the first five minutes of the frame. Yeah. We're right in the multiverse. It was crazy. And uh it was just interesting to see the dynamic and build up because we didn't really know who was going to be the villain until the first 10 minutes of the film. And I'm like, "Wait, it's Wanda? Yeah. In Westview? Yeah. Westview? She's in the house from Westview from WandaVision." I'm like, "What is going on? Austin, awesome. I got to immediately go to you. My my brain is 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 just going crazy." What was some moments like in the opening? Let's talk about the first opening 30 40 minutes if you will of the film let's kind of unpack that before we get into that you know you got your opening you got your mid and you got your climax let's talk about that opening part of it how did that impact you seeing the multiverse and all of this stuff come to pass
2: uh it was a lot man i i I think one of my bigger criticisms with the movie uh and i book of a shanty there it is yes book of a shanty i i i felt like it moved very very quick in the opening it's like We have a battle. We have her wedding. We have Wanda. Oh, Wanda's the villain. Okay, now we're already having this huge battle with all of the sorcerers. I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's so much happening right now. Now, it does slow down. It mellows out, but they're throwing a lot at us in the opening. 30 minutes
0: is like brain melting. Yeah,
2: yeah, it was like they crammed an hour into 30 minutes, and that makes me think maybe there were some things left out of this film. I mean, if I have a criticism of the movie as a whole, it's that it was maybe too short because there were scenes and reveals that, that just happened so fast. But the material that we get is really, really cool. And yeah. they're setting up awesome things for the second act, which inevitably just amps up those stakes like crazy. But that Wanda reveal. and one thing I want to say about Wanda, the dark hold will make you do some crazy things. We saw the results of that with the other Doctor Strange. And what Wanda does in this film is evil. It's unforgivable. She should probably be in prison. But I can't fully blame her. A lot of people are getting on Wanda like, oh, man, I I just don't see Wanda doing that. Well, that's because it is Wanda, but it's not really Wanda. It's Wanda being controlled by the dark Yeah, It's almost like... What is the thing you want the most? Whatever that is, the Darkhold's is going to take that and put you on a devastating mission. And no that matter mission, what. No matter what, right? And Wanda's mission here is to get back to her kids, and she will do whatever it takes thanks to the Darkhold. So the way, to me, they explain that very well, mm-hmm. and it
0: just takes the stakes up, man. So I, I thought the stakes were established so well in that first 30 minutes. I, I agree. And so right off the gate, you're seeing that whole balance of light, you know, book yeah. of a shanty. And then Darkhold, dark hold, oh, dark beautiful. And I yeah. love what you just said about Wanda. Well, Scarlet Witch. Let me rephrase it. <laughs> I think the, the Wanda is trapped by the essence and presence of the dark hold of, of yep. Scarlet Witch. Yes. And so in there, she's still in there because we saw the Professor X, when when she went into the mind thing, when, when Charles Xavier—that's another cameo that we got to talk See, about here in a minute.
2: Okay, here here's there's two perspectives on that scene. I think it's both. You guys, tell me what you think. And Joe, you brought. I just want to go ahead and hit on it since you brought no, it. No, up. no, please, yeah. So with that scene with Professor X, it could either be that Earth's Wanda being trapped by the six one six Wanda, mm-hmm. or the six one six Wanda being trapped by the Darkhold. I think it's a little. I think it is a. Visual metaphor for both. I think Ooh. we're seeing both things take place in that one moment, and that was Sam Raimi's way of saying, that Wanda's trapped by our Wanda, but our Wanda's trapped by the dark hole. That's how I'm
0: choosing to Bro. interpret
2: it. If that's the case, it is beautiful by Sam Raimi.
0: You know, and, and I love the fact you just hit on Sam Raimi. I love the fact you just, <laughs> you just hit on him, because Sam Raimi got his start One of the first films he directed was The Evil Dead in 1977 Mm -hmm. with Bruce Campbell, right? Right out of the gate, there's so many scenes that I could relate and correlate to in the Multiverse of Madness from Sam Raimi's past. Like the eyeball coming out. We've seen that. That We've seen that in The Evil Dead before. That was gnarly. This just happened to be CGI. Yeah. And you know, the, the scenes with the camera work, like the first time Scarlet Witch... Inhabits her other self in the multiverse, and the way the camera pans behind the the, the spokes of the the handrail of the oh, I love it, and it's just like there's this dude. The horror vibe is prevalent oh, in this, it. and that's what I kept telling people when they go to see this. Guys, you got to remember, this version is not going to be anything of Doctor Strange that we've seen before. This is going to be full on horror. There's going to be creep out moments. There's going to be moments that may even make you cringe and your hair come up. And my gosh, I mean, Wanda embodies that so perfectly. One example, when she invades uh, the compound, um, uh, see, what is it? Uh, Dr. Strange's um, mystic arts school, um, it's fleeting my brain because my brain is not like working like it should because I got up so early this morning. But maybe the chat can help me I know what you're
1: talking out. about, the training camp where all yes. the wizards were doing um, their thing. It's like a fortress. Um, yeah. But.
0: You see that one scene where she's trying to get breaking in into the shield of the sorcerers. Oh yeah,
1: she's trying to control
0: their get into their brains. Right. Carmitage. Right. Yes. When, when when they're at Carmitage and then she's trying her best to go through each one that's holding up the shield, and then she finds a weak link. And then mm-hmm. that ghostly presence of her run.
1: Run. Oh, oh, dude, oh that was great. That yeah. is
0: full on. Did and did not Elizabeth Olsen look like Carrie? The horror film oh, yeah. with the oh, blood yeah. Yeah. all oh, over her all face.
1: The side of her face. I yeah, kept that telling was Alex, I was like, this looks like
0: Stephen King's carriers. Business. What's going on here? Yeah, that was this, this great, is yeah. some crazy stuff. Fortify your minds, says Frozen 06.
1: John was <laughs> mentioning the reflections where she came out through the gong. Yeah, I mean, yes. Oh, that was so cool.
0: Dude, the ref- she was trapped in the mirror verse. Yeah. And she found a way out of it by using her own reflection and pulls. That's some crazy stuff. You
1: would have never thought of that. But I mean, this is the reason why I love the Doctor Strange storyline is because of the reality twisting. Yeah. It's not just bad guy versus, you know, good guy or, you know, sorcerer versus witch or whatever. They're using the environment to fight their foes in such... Twisted imaginative ways, and that's what gets me so excited about it. Um, in the, you know, they were doing that in the first movie where they were twisting streets and buildings and stuff, and now they're just bringing that back into this movie again in totally new and different ways.
0: I okay. could, yes, yeah. And, um, really quick, the chat is like literally blowing up right I'm now. Loving I mean, this, this is amazing. Oh, you guys are on a Sam Raimi binge, and we are soaking it up like <laughs> crazy. uh i can't uh uh, thank you enough i want to read mason the nerd said i believe it was wanda from 838 trapped underneath there Mm -hmm, but it was odd having the sitcom scene from wandavision playing in that scene so maybe it was our wanda trapped
2: yeah interesting everybody everybody i've seen because they a lot of people got on my spoiler review and they're like man it's that wanda she's trapped by our wanda and i'm like
1: there's I, two, there's I, definitely a clear two individual yeah, personalities yeah, that one is yeah. being overtaken by the other. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's like there's there's a weaker one. The good one is weaker in a way, yeah. which is interesting because she was such a strong person before the Darkhold.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Her power was so overwhelmingly, Whew. of all the Avengers, she was clearly the strongest before yeah we got into this weird WandaVision world with the dark Darkhold and everything. Another and level. the Dark Darkhold just took her to another level. So it's yeah. just insane. It, it
0: revealed the Scarlet the, Witch. The
1: internal battle yeah. continues with her.
0: <laughs> it does. And we have a question over in the chat room. Uh, John Michael Hux asked, what is Strange's Third Eye? Um, so in the Mystic Arts, uh, and this is a real thing, Mystic Arts is actually... And a real thing, um, it's it's yeah. not portrayed in 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 the Marvel like you know portals and things opening up. But the mystic arts is a thing, and so they believe that you can tap into your third eye, you can tap into your inner chakra and your soul. And a lot wow. of religions and faiths believe if if you've seen uh, certain religions that put the dot in, in their eye, it is to hearken back to the third eye of their spirituality of okay. oneness. Of their place in existence in the universe, so the third eye represents strange. Basically, becoming the center, he is now self-aware in the multiverse. He has opened up his eye. Has not been his eye was opened after he was basically saw the multiverse from six one six into eight three eight. He saw right. everything. So now his perspective view is not just on Earth and six. It's everywhere. So. Right. His vision and his sight now goes into the multiverse. Yeah, so that we, explains.
1: We need to um, also talk about the new character we met, Star
0: America Chavez, yes. Yeah. So uh, America Chavez. We got a little
1: origin story for her as well. I really was
0: enjoyed nice. her backstory. It's just sad. It was
1: sweet. It I mean, was... sad but also sweet. That you know, it was so simple. It wasn't
0: yeah. over yeah.
1: the top. It wasn't um, drawn out to be anything huge, but it was tragic still.
0: Yeah, it was it was sad. Um, You know the part where you know she's she's with her family and then she gets stung by the bee on her hand. In her moment of fear, opens up the portal and then her her family is gone. Just gone. I'm like, "Uh, yeah. uh."
1: Yeah.
2: And then I want to know. I was just going to say I want to know more about her. It's like this movie did a nice job of giving us her backstory, but it was very brief. Right. Mm -hmm. Walking out of this film, the one thing I thought. You know what do I want to see or know more of? It's her. Merrick I, I Chavez, need yep. I need something more, uh, just to get and and whatever project she shows up in next, maybe another Doctor Strange movie. I definitely want to see more of her what? because she's interesting.
0: I would love to see a Disney Plus series that would expand on. Yeah, that. That'd be good.
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, Powerful, what we know dude. is that you know she had her two moms, the beasting, the scared her, opened a portal, mom's gone, but then what happened she mm. didn't go through the portal with her with her mothers mm. so she had to have opened a second portal at for some her point to, for yeah. her to leave her home world and you know apparently there was a lot of fear in her life to be opening all these port- portals one after another sure. kind of yep. essentially being homeless through the multiverse trying to find her way but it's yeah. like I want to go on that journey with you. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I want to see it. Being. I want to be a part of it. I want to experience it. And I want to be able to actually, um, you know, how does she oh. interact with the rest of the MCU specifically? Okay. You know? There
1: was a huge nod whenever they were at the beginning there, when they opened that first portal and they went through everything and they were jumping through all the multiverse worlds and yeah. there was like paints and the weird crazy wacky stuff going on that was like a huge nod to like hitchhikers of the galaxy to mm-hmm. me when they hit the ran- random probability button yeah. and everything gets all crazy that was just like that took me straight back to that movie it did
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> a great yeah I'm, I'm absolutely and so i think just having those kinds of nods i i do agree with austin though i think there should have been just two to three minutes more of a backstory on why is she the only one in all the multiverses and there's no variants of her? I needed yeah. that explained.
1: Yeah. Also... That's also a good question.
0: Yeah. Lindsay, you, you mentioned going through these different
2: multiverses through all these different worlds. I, I'm kind of sad. Now, again, we were getting the story that we were getting. It wasn't what we thought it was going to be, right? It was more of a personal story between these two characters. I'm kind of sad that was our only scene seeing all of those different multiverses. Yeah, and I would have essentially, liked to have more. we were stuck in one multiverse for 30 minutes. Then we go back to Earth. And those are the only two that we really spent any time in, man. I, you know, I think we were all expecting the multiverse of, I think the name of the movie kind of told us it was going to be yeah. more of the multiverse. Was there enough
1: madness for you?
2: There was madness <laughs> in a different perspective, that uh, different <laughs> fair way, enough, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not multiverse madness.
0: Yeah, yeah. A uh, question in the chat: Isn't isn't she a Marvel? Uh, actually, her name, her nickname in the comics is Miss Marvel. Really, uh, yeah, Miss Marvel. Oh, uh, so um, so I don't think she is part of the Marvels uh, okay. in terms of the cosmic um, side. But uh, yeah, that's a good question, bro. If you guys got any questions during all this, uh, she will be part of Young Avengers. Absolutely, I do. Yes, you can definitely they're see setting Marvel that
1: up big time. Everybody, sure. all of
0: them, all the key players are there. We got the Falcon. Um, we got the twins. Yeah, we got everything. Got the twins. We got the Falcon successor. Uh, we've mm-hmm. we've got uh, Hawkeye, the new Hawkeye coming up. Mm-hmm. Kate Bishop, it, yeah, it's it's great. I Is mean, they're Hulk setting as it up. Well? She-Hulk. Yep, yep. You are yep. right. She-Hulk
2: could be. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I really do think they're going to give us not one, maybe inevitably another huge Avengers movie. But I feel like West Coast Avengers with like yeah. Vision, White Vision, yeah. White Vision. Like Young Avengers. Yep. Like all yeah, these yeah. Different- you're going to mm. see
1: all these these new faces again. There's no yeah. way they're just going to do a one off on them.
0: No, no, I don't think I so. Uh, so let's see here. Moving on here is so. We're talking darkness. We we got the first few uh, moments of the film uh, unpacked. Let's start graduating into the the half and the latter and the climax. Um, I think for me, um, the setup in in the, let's talk Illuminati first and foremost. Yeah, All right, okay. let's let's talk about that. Um, yeah. For me, I thought the reveals of each character was spot on. Uh, cool. I thought it was great. Um, I don't know if necessarily was Mordo part of the Illuminati, or did was See, he the I one so- that. I think so. Yeah, he okay. took
2: Strange's place technically. Yeah. All right,
0: so it was good, great to see the, the actor comics. that played Black Bolt in the Inhumans come back and <laughs> reprise his yeah. role. Um That's crazy. now, mind you, all the Illuminati was oh my god, eradicated was axed by Wanda in just yeah. a single-handed it was just brutal. All right, so we also had the the Captain Marvel, uh, which was uh, Monica was that Monica Rambeau? Uh, Maria Rambo. Maria Rambo. Yeah. 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 And so we had that. then we had also, oh my gosh, Captain Carter, Peggy Carter coming back to reprise that role. So that was nice to see. And of course, one of the big reveals was John Krasinski as Reed Richards from the Fantastic Uh Four. I hope and pray that Marvel continues on with Krasinski in the future uh, involvement, that that is actually the official casting role for Reed Richards. How cool would it be to see an Emily Blunt come in and just be be a Sue Storm? Um, Very interesting. Now, we didn't get any crazy cameos like Chris Evans reprising Human Torch or uh, there was rumored Tom Cruise as Iron Man. You know, they they had all these crazy far-fetched ones. But the one that we got, the two that we got, John Krasinski and then Patrick Stewart.
1: I don't know. Mm-hmm. That was exciting. And if you
0: notice the moment when that hand comes out, it was the 94 classic TV theme. I heard that. Oh my God. I'm like, no. No. Yep. And oh sure. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and it that was perfect. It was, it was the gold yellow floating. <sighs> hey,
2: remember, Joe? We talked
1: about
0: this. Like the we did. yellow tank we
1: wheelchair. Talked we things. talked
0: about this. Wasn't this like four months five months ago and
1: we said it was a while back you
2: were talking about the chair and i said what if he's somehow the 90s professor x and we got
0: the theme dude they played the theme they played the freaking theme they did i think they're watching us
1: i i think
0: they're watching us kevin feige if you're out there i'd love to have i'd love to have some swag bro Dude, we, a boy that up. was
2: crazy! I just saw it. And I'm like, we literally had a full discussion, and we talked about Krasinski, and you mentioned Black Bolt as the Illuminati. I mean, mm-hmm. it just, I mean, come on, man! We yeah. were we were rolling. Yeah. We were I rolling. mean, we were good. as
1: exciting as the Illuminati lineup was, I was trust me, I my, all of my geeky feels were tingling when they did the intro. Just that whole scene moving forward beyond the intro, I felt was very lackluster. Mm. for as epic as they built it up to be.
0: Yeah. He just kind of died.
1: Yeah, it kind of very was just like, okay, here's a panel of people. And they're like, okay, yeah. what do they do? Mm-hmm. Okay, they tell Doctor Strange, don't do that. And it's like, okay. well, Doctor Strange, they all get killed.
0: <laughs> their Doctor Strange essentially opened up the dark hole, which almost destroyed their entire Earth and their world. Yeah. Right. And right. so their version of Thanos... Which was an amazing Titan flashback yeah. scene. Yeah, that was a really Titan. Cool scene. And Thanos laying there with the I gauntlet. I wanted to see
1: a little bit more time in that world yeah. I, wanted to,
0: I wanted to see yeah. how Charles Xavier and the Fantastic Four battled Thanos in I wanna that I want to know world. how
1: he gets that yellow hovercraft of a wheelchair over all them big boulders, to be honest with you. Well, it, it goes, there. No, it goes
0: up. <laughs> it, goes, it, it, it goes all around.
1: He's an off-roader.
0: <laughs> if you, have you seen Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory when Gene Wilder goes, goes up ways and sideways and downways yeah. and diagonal ways?
1: <laughs> Pretty much it. It's the, the magic yellow tank. It I is. got yeah. you. It is. It's like the yellow submarine.
0: <laughs> yellow <Okay>. submarine. Um, <laughs> Sorry. That's a good pull, actually. Um, <laughs> but it was really interesting to see all the cameos. Unfortunately, all the cameos died.
1: Yeah, within, quickly.
0: But honestly, though, if you think about it logistically, there, there really was just a minor role in the film.
1: Yeah. I was the, expecting a little more out of uh, Captain Marvel, though, because, I mean, she's sure. literally like a flying warhead. Yeah. And she just literally just got smashed by a statue. And, and I'm
0: glad you said that because Wanda in this, <laughs> well, let me rephrase that, Scarlet Witch is on full display in this film. Yes, yeah, She is. She, yeah. is. she is the ultimate most powerful being in all of the Marvel, Marvel universe. And she is even in the comics. Doctor, Dr. Charles Xavier has to get into her mind and block her from her own mind, much like she does mm-hmm. Jean Grey with Phoenix. But yeah, even, yeah. Charles, yeah. even Charles Xavier can't block Scarlet Witch. And so there's so many storylines. And the yeah. only one that can tame her is Vision in the comics. Mm. And it's really interesting. It it's an interesting concept. Jeremy Stoltz in the chat. What's up, brother? He's, um, he's but um,
1: but loving us. Oh
0: yes, he says uh, going to see tomorrow. I'll have to catch the replay. But much love to all. He's he's watching with the volume Bloody down, buddy. unfortunately. But um, it's it's so wild because for the first time we see this full scope of what Wanda can do. Uh, I keep saying Wanda, but Scarlet Witch can do, and it's just it's devastating the way she kills Black Bolt. The way she she literally. Cuts the black in half death was that was savage creative and he went to speak and he didn't mean to speak and he blowed his brain out yeah. that's that's a bad weekend that's a but that's sam raimi there was, well, there here's, was
2: here's the thing though <laughs> in the comics joe right in house of m doesn't she just waste everyone like doesn't she just mow through yeah, superheroes she, so
1: like knocks out the whole yeah mutant. Life yeah. force, essentially. So this isn't
2: anything new. Like, I, I, that was my one thing. I'm seeing that criticism of, oh, she took them all out too easily. Maybe Captain Marvel and maybe for Professor X. But even then, I'm like, from the... This is source material, man. She mows through people because of the dark hold and what it does to her mind, manipulating yes. her. And it's, it's all due to the love of her kids, but it's still pushing her in that direction. So it didn't really bother me as much as it did other people because i know house of m and i kind of knew it was coming yeah to be honest right? yeah
0: same uh if you've read house of m which is a early 2000s comic run by the way but there's many story arcs that in the mcu where there's total and def- de- uh, devastation you can even look at the incredible hulk saga there is one particular storyline with maestro maestro yeah. is the old hulk with the, the white beard he essentially single-handedly kills everybody because you yeah. can't kill the Hulk. Yeah. So, I mean, it, Scarlet I Witch, would I would, I mean, I don't know. I think Scarlet Witch could kill the Hulk. Uh, you know, I'm just saying, get yeah. into his brain, blow his brain up, he's dead. With the Dark Hole. Yeah, With the Dark Hole. Sure. Yeah. For sure. But anyway, yeah, yeah. moving forward, uh, we're talking Doctor Strange here. Uh, there were so many elements of that, of, of just the Illuminati. I really love the cameos. I love all the setup. I love seeing Patrick Stewart reprise that role. Oh, he's been playing yes. since 1999. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: Moving forward into the tunnel,
0: yeah, the water. Why tunnel. did they
1: stop and look back every freaking time they closed a door?
0: Well, I think it each door was me. a each door was a different level of thickness, right? Well, it was, it
1: was well the tunnel went under a river. They established that before they ran into it. But every single time a bunker would slam shut and the Scarlet Witch would blow through it, they would. They would like pause and wait for her to come through the door before continuing to run.
0: I think it's just the build up I think it's just the build up of Sam Raimi's direction to create an anticipation that something bad is coming and you need to you know, it, it's the, you know, the shot of the camera angle on the foot, Wait, them running through the tunnel. Horror. I can't
1: do, I can't <laughs> yeah, do you're... women running upstairs when there's somebody trying to murder them. I can't yeah. do. That's
0: duly noted. I can't but do the horror I logic. love horror movies so crazy. much. And horror movies is one of my favorite genres. <laughs> nothing
1: against the director. Nothing against the genre. It's just a personal thing.
0: I get it. But yeah. for me, I'm totally opposite than you, Lindsay. I love horror. I grew up on horror. I appreciate horror, and I appreciate Sam Raimi's direction on horror in this film. Yeah. So I I understand that, and and yes. you may see it cheesy, I see it as artistic.
2: There 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 were a lot of things like Sam Raimi's direction in general. Man, it's it's always with the crash zooms, which we get in this movie. You get a yeah. couple of crash zooms, yeah. which were great. And some people are going to look at that. Like I I have uh, a friend who texted me wasn't a huge fan of the movie. Shout out Zach. I think some of that cheese and and I guess the lack of the full on multiverse was kind of like underwhelming for some people, but for those who know Sam Raimi and for those who kind of expected his full style on display, and and I I didn't expect Marvel to let him do what he did here, man. Yeah, this is a lot of these Marvel films. I love No Way Home, but I can't if I didn't know John Watts was the director. I would never know John Watts was the director. Right. I think this movie has so much style on display. And even with my story nitpicks here and there, I can just fully appreciate like, man, the cinematography, the, the crazy score, the guitar riffs, the
0: well the he, uh, magic battle. I mean, just, you know oh, you so know that cool. one scene when he's when, when Doctor Strange is going up the steps to meet his darker self and he turns yeah. around and looks and you hear that piano hit like Dong. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Dude full. just full. full on horror. I Just mean,
1: talking, talking about Disney meeting Sam probably halfway with wow. this is easily explained because it's a magical movie. So you're using the, you know, when they did the John Krasinski's character, he turned into a pile of spaghetti instead of blowing <laughs> into a, pu- a pool of blood, right? Gore yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um the goriest part was actually the shield sliding into the column and there would just be goo flying off oh, of it. I yeah. was like, but there was no puddles of mm-hmm. gore everywhere yeah. like you would expect would also be related to mm-hmm. that moment. You see this um John was mentioning in the chat Ultron robot oil on her face instead sure. of blood to to Creative. kind of a- appear to nod to the horror genre without, without it being super gory right. yeah. that was where disney probably had this look you could do this but we're gonna have to do it in a certain way
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. i love that though he tiptoed around that that's it's a great,
1: creative yeah. I, it's it's a great samuel prater the creative in the chat moments wait what sam, sam? prater <laughs> what's, sam up, sam? Sam? what's up buddy that's what's my, friend,
0: sam? my friends in the chat
1: what's,
0: hey, up, friend. what's hey. up Sam? man we are it just weird pretty <laughs> you're pretty hot sam Yes, he is. You're pretty odd. He's so odd. Um, so we're talking everything right now. We're, we're we're leading up to the finale. I thought for me, the, just the temple that Scarlet Witch was in was built for oh, that's her. that's so gorgeous. That's cool. It was crazy, right? Like this, cool, dude. And which makes me wonder: the person that wrote the Darkhold must have had the Scarlet Witch in mind to come and embody the Darkhold, to mm-hmm. be, yeah. to inhabit the temple. I mean, you yeah. think about the yeah. logistics of that. This is like she was meant to do this all along. It was her destiny. It's crazy. Yeah. And so, you know, the the climax of the movie is basically I love how America Chavez, she well, let's talk about Dead Doctor Strange first. Zombie
1: um, Land <laughs> Moments So for from sure. Earth,
0: so uh-huh. so from Earth, I think he's casting himself into the multiverse into a dead body back to 616 from 838. Picks himself up and is a dead man, and basically uses the souls of the damned, if you will, to Great. be able to create can, a cake. Can we
1: just talk about how fast the decay happened in that
0: body? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it, here's there a, here, was
1: probably like a year's worth of decay happening in like a week. Here's something max. you don't know.
0: There was, it, was, it was hinted at in the movie time in the multiverse rolls different. Hmm. 838 rolls different than 616. Oh. So in in Earth's time, he could have been gone a year or six months. Oh, as I didn't opposed, to, that. yeah, yeah. So it, there's there's a there's a slight nod in it when he's talking about time travel, and I think it's the moment when she they come out of their first portal, and he pukes or something like that. And I remember yeah. there's 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 something he says about
1: that's right. It, I've it, done this before, sort of. Yeah, yeah.
0: I've oh, done wow. this before, type thing. So um, I didn't think about that. That's that's cool. That's a good point. So good moment. Yeah. Yes.
1: So zombie, zombie, strange.
0: Zombie strange is it was amazing, and I think zombie strange was enjoyed
1: that fight scene.
0: I wanted to see more Marvel characters as zombies. Like I was like, is is Peggy Carter gonna gonna come up as a zombie or you know? Is I just wanted to see that because I loved the. What yeah. If series on zombies, yeah, so yeah. much, and it was I, nice to see. I Peggy. loved all
1: the the musical notes being used as weapons, and you know that whole thing was just brilliant. Mm-hmm. I loved every second of scene. that fight scene. I, I love that. <laughs>
2: yeah, I actually I met someone who hated that fight scene, and Are you I was. Kidding like, me? I don't want. It's I don't want to throw. The her.
1: Best part of the whole movie.
2: It's not Madison. I don't want to throw her under the bus, but she was like, I hated that. I'm like. Uh-uh.
1: You know, no. it actually—I um, don't know. This is this is probably going to be a huge throwback that you guys may or may not know, but like the Silly Symphonies cartoons, yeah. where they had the war battles with the music w- instruments. Oh, if you see. don't know, it's like from the 1930s. You have to look it up. It's like a I remember the Silly reference. Oh, okay, cool. so Silly Symphonies had these two wars, and the musical notes were used as like bullets, essentially. And so I really had some good throwback vibes going oh, in that cool. whole scene. So, yeah, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go look that up. But homework, pop ex homework, wow. friends.
0: Very cool. Yeah. So uh, the climax of the scene is Strange inhabiting his own body uh, from yeah. a multiverse dimension. Dreamwalking, and I think. Is dreamwalking. One, right? yeah. and dreamwalking. And she's like, how dare you, you hypocrite. You dreamwalk when yes. you told me I couldn't. And uh, it was just amazing, and I thought that the the end of it was so beautiful because Chavez was like, I'll just give you what you want. Mm. And yeah. she tried to be the mother and take over the mother's place, and she yeah. realized she couldn't. She was
1: overstepping, yeah.
0: She was overstepping, but at the same time, her, those kids in the multiverse grown to love that Wanda Yeah. This one right. that's like oh she it's a witch monster. it's a witch run and yeah. they were fearful of her that, I mean
1: terrified
0: terrified of and so it was it's interesting though that the children knew that she was a witch how would they know uh-huh. she's a witch if she didn't say she was a witch
2: interesting yeah that's a good um, point yeah.
0: so I think it may harken back to some of the powers that the kids inhabit themselves because they that's are true. they are mutants themselves yes. yeah yeah so, they are that's true. Yep.
1: So, um, coming back into the end after they close that portal and she just kind of, I know what I need to do, sort of d- dark hole destroy- destruction moment, mm-hmm. and that building comes crashing down on her. Do you think that's the actual end of the Scarlet I, Witch, or are we going to see her again? Because she's so powerful. I don't so think, I don't yeah, think no
0: so. I, Scarlet Witch can, can heal herself. Um, you, you saw that when she came out of the gong, and she was all misshapen and torn, yes, yeah. just like Wolverine or any any mutant that heals themselves quickly. Yeah, she just she just done her thing, and she's back to Wanda. And, yeah. well, and when the temple crashes, you see that
2: red flash of light, and for me, that was Sam Raimi saying
0: the dark she's still alive. He's done. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think the the red flash of light may may signify that Darkhold is gone Ooh,
1: because but she.
0: Yeah, yeah, she eradicated Darkhold from all the multiverse. All the
1: multiverses, yep. correct? Yeah. Yep.
0: So if she did that, and the Red Flash is gone in that moment, and the book literally burned and decayed, yep. then that means that Wanda still has her magical power right. somewhere, is yep. underneath that rubble, and uh, which will be interesting to see that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen is the best Olsen. Yes, John, I, yes. I, I agree with you. Yes. Um, Man, the chat is blowing up. You guys are Aww. amazing tonight. Yeah, the only
1: thing she couldn't heal was her broken heart.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's so I sad. That's true. No. It is true, though.
1: It is true. It is very true. It is yeah. heartbreaking to uh, see somebody in such um, misery. Yeah, not get any kind of peace. Yeah, yeah. Um, It. it I mean, she lost her love. She lost her kids even that's, though they weren't real that is but, <laughs> that is sam
0: that's that's probably it's going to be the work. comment of the night i gotta i think i'm gonna <laughs> pin your message there brother that's um <laughs> the only so thing true, she though. couldn't heal was her broken heart and yeah, I mean, how many wow, times do true. you have to see vision die in front of you oh yeah or the kids go or, or the kids or go point, it's, oh my god. you know I mean, um trauma. Uh,
1: speaking of love and, and sadness dr strange struggled with his romance in his feelings for so long mm-hmm. and it feels like in this movie he's finally come to peace he got and accepted his yeah. moment yeah. with um, just letting her go okay. and well, um, being at peace with that.
2: I, I love the reoccurring question they keep asking are you happy are you and happy? that right. keeps coming back into play and, and he's not it's very clear that he's not but he tries to convince himself that he is I thought that was a great little nugget that I'm not seeing a lot of discussion about elsewhere. I so agree. I like beautiful. that beautiful
0: i agree and um so we 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 end with the the climax of you know the, the temple coming down um and so essentially uh strange is is chavez they're going back to earth 616 and chavez is now like Comitage. she's training mm-hmm. to be a a master of the mystic arts and it's funny you know him and wong uh, strange and wong are walking and just having a conversation and and long's like uh, kind of reminds you of somebody familiar, right? And yeah, because you know, Strange wanted to learn. He wanted to, you know, heal himself yeah. so fast and in yeah. the first movie. Um but I think it was a great finality uh to the to the thing, uh, to the whole film, wrapping everything up. Um and uh see, how did the film end? I know that the in-scene credit was with Charlize Theron. We'll get to that in a second. Oh my god. W- yeah, man. Was was so the actual ending of the movie was his eye opening up. His that eye, was
1: The, final the third his eye, eye opening. Oh, he's in the street. The, he
0: walks out of. Yeah, he walks out of the Sanctur, sanctum sanctorum. He falls in the street. He's in pain. Then he looks yeah, up, Wong and his has, eye comes was up. Was
1: asking him if he had any side effects from the book.
0: That's the side effect. Yeah. yeah
2: here's yeah, my only. Here's my only negative with that post credit scene with Clea, which we'll talk about. Is you get that big dramatic moment of his eye opening, and he's on the street in pain, he's and screaming. five minutes later, he's fine. He's fine. Well, Perfecto.
0: here's the thing though: how much time he lapsed? Be- the how much time lapsed between the the yeah. ending of the movie and the yeah. and the post credit scene?
2: Yeah. yeah, there were de- there was definitely some time. I just it it for me it almost took away from the stakes. It's like, oh yeah. well, he'll inevitably be okay. Whereas I would have liked to have opened up in the next film like. The struggle with the eye, you know what I mean, like yeah. something yeah. like that. To there, keep that. there
1: definitely was not a definition of how much time had passed, so I could see yeah. that because he was literally same clothes, same environment, same moment. So it felt like it was just the next. Yeah.
2: But I love this. But I love the end scene. I mean, that scene <laughs> that was is so, good. so freaking. So so let's let's dude.
0: talk, Charlie. Who
1: is this mystery? That's Charlie there. Yeah, well, I know who the actress is. Well, <laughs> <talking> but <laughs> when
0: she opens up, she takes the blade and she slices open. That was the realm of Dormammu,
2: the dark dimension. The
0: dark dimension,
2: yeah. And yeah.
0: so the character—do um, we know the name of the character? Clea, uh, right? We're we talking Clea, yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the third eye looked creepy. I'm reading the chats. Um, <laughs> it did. <laughs> it did make sense. Um, so it's interesting, though. What is going on in the dark dimension? I think it has to do with the absence of the dark hold.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and so what is the – now, I've not put together the connection. Someone actually tweeted at me and said, Austin, you have to make a video on this. There's a big ongoing theory that this leads us into secret wars and the multiversal war right? Um, with the introduction of Clea. Does that have to do with her being the Sorcerer Supreme of the Dark Dimension, or I, how does that work?
0: I, I think that what we're getting here is the prerequisites of the secret wars. Uh That's we already I, so. we, I mean obviously we have scrolls in the MCU. They've been yeah. on Earth for a long yes. time. On Everything's a long a scroll. time. Yep. Yeah. Everything's a scroll. You just keep scroll on scroll. army
1: has been planted. And
0: so we haven't we haven't caught up with what Nick Fury's been doing. We don't know yeah. about that. And I think we won't get those answers until Captain Marvel 2 comes out. Yeah. And I think yep. uh I don't think Thor Love and Thunder is going to hit on scrolls at all. Um, and I think, is is there any other Marvel movies coming out this year slated? I don't think so. I think that is no. the last. Uh, Avatar is in December, but that's not Marvel. Yep. Right. Um, but anyway, answering the question, I, I believe the absence of the Darkhold is probably going to create a, what did they call that, um, an incursion.
1: Yes, they did. In talk the dark about dimension, a lot.
0: They yeah. it has created an incursion in the dark dimension, and that's when I, the two
1: dimensions collapse into each other, right? Because you were correct. crossing the time streams. You
0: got it. And I think um, what's going to happen is there's going to have to be some sort of event that's going to happen with the incursion, the absence of the dark hold in the dark dimension. They're going to have to go and do something. It's going to lead straight into. This crazy battle uh, that's going to probably bring in the secret wars. That's we're yeah. going to probably get some of that stuff. But oh, right. it's there is be Black
1: Panther on the list of to dos. Black
0: Panther two maybe. Well, um, it, and
2: I forgot about Nick Fury's series coming, Secret Invasion, which has Nick Fury, the main scroll played by Ben Mendelsohn, yeah, and we have yeah. Amelia Clark, which is pretty cool. So now, in Secret Invasion,
0: first. is that a Disney Plus series later this year? Um, as of now it says twenty twenty two so okay. possibly yeah, okay, yeah. so there you go We're, so <laughs> yeah. it's Feige, it Lines up you know what you're doing, I trust yeah. you, just keep doing you um yes. so we got and then of course the final 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 post post credit scene, Bruce Campbell is <laughs> still so punching his face at the <laughs> hot dog like, stand. This. Um, there was a lot of questions. A lot of fans wanted to see Ash from the evil dead reprise his role because multiverse, you know? Yeah. Um, but it would, it was, it was Bruce Campbell being Bruce Campbell and we love love it. I love him. That was so great to see
1: him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Every Sam Raimi film has, has a Campbell, um, cameo somewhere or another. Um, but it was, it was, I think honestly though, the film, as we're wrapping things up, we're almost hour and a half into this guys. Can you believe this? But there's so much that we've unpacked here in just this amount of time. Um, Guys, what did you think of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? Leave a comment below. We're going to give our official PopX review, so we're going to rate it 1 out of 10, what we thought. You can do .5s and .2s and .3s and .4s, all that. Um, But uh, we're going to give our official review of the film, and um, hey, you know what? Sometimes it's good to go back and see it. Also, really quickly, I want to mention this before I forget it. It just popped in my brain. When Chavez takes Strange first time, and they break through the multiple dimensions... Mm-hmm. The first one they broke through was the TVA. You could see Kang's head. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the T Rex was from from a storyline called Primal in Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Um, can't figure out the paint one, and I can't figure out the one that has white pipes with white cars that looks like Tron. Can't yeah. figure that Ooh. one out. Um, there's several of them that I couldn't figure out, but each one of those is tribute to a different multiverse from Marvel. And uh, or a different storyline from the comics. Yeah. So I would love to, I'd love to own the movie to pause it, kind of mm-hmm. see yeah. what, what's going on here. I, I have to wait for that Soon. one. All right. Soon. So are you ready for the official Pop X review? Let's
1: go. Yeah. Joe, let's do yours first this time. You never go first.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go a nine point five. Yeah. I'm Whoa. gonna go a nine point five. I thought this movie, you see, I'm into horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Sam Raimi. Yeah. And first time Marvel doing a, an official horror film, we can't talk about New Mutants. That's a total different genre. Uh b- <laughs> but first time Marvel officially doing a dark, dark storyline. I have to yeah. and it the cameos, the story, the pacing, the score by Danny Elfman. It's pretty sweet, man. Um the CGI, just the the work by Benedict Cumberbatch. It was amazing. Love And and Elizabeth Olsen was phenomenal in this role. Uh, She played the hell out of that character. I don't think anybody
1: could have done any better.
0: The range, we were talking about range of Tom Hacks. No, the range of Elizabeth Olsen in this film, the emotion, the tears, the heart, the the, the pain that she had to endure in this was just unfathomable. Uh, So 9.5 for me. Let's go to Badger.
1: All right. Well, um, you guys know I'm not a huge horror fan, so we're going to knock some points off for that. But it was Disney horror, so we'll keep it at a fair score, okay, guys? Don't come after me. (laughs) Um, I'm a massive, massive Doctor Strange fan, and I loved every minute of this movie. And I'm going to stick it right at like an 8.7
0: that's awesome i think that's pretty fair i I, I agree with
1: you
0: (laughs) all right austin burke what is your official score i hate to be on the low end here because i really did love the movie i love the movie i
2: think i'm a little harsher on some of the pacing issues and things but i I think it's a great film and it's a great doctor strange sequel because with everything happening it's a wanda movie but it's still a Stephen Strange film, and we can't overlook Cumberbatch's performances in this film. Uh, so I'm going a solid eight and eight out of ten. I really no, enjoyed it. No, that's it's,
0: good, bro. That's it's good. A, it's
2: a good. It's a good score for a good movie that I can't wait to see probably like three to four more times this year. But see, Austin, awesome. awesome. yeah, I definitely
0: you, want a second watch. You're now. reviewing this from the scale of a professional film critic, and so <laughs> no. in that, you know, you get cinematography, you get you get directing yeah. cuts. You, you're looking at all of that from that perspective, and that's great. Sure, and sure. so when you say an 8.0 on a film of this that's scope solid, and magnitude – that's pretty freaking fresh, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I, to I, I'll tell
2: you this: I've seen over 60 movies this year, and it's firmly in like my top five to six. So
0: that's nice. kind of where nice. it's at right now. Nice. For me. Yeah. Uh, really quickly in the chat before we wrap things up, we got uh, Daniel Okada with a 9.6, Jeffrey Miller nice. with an eight. Uh, we got Shane with SJ McFly with a nine out of ten. John Hux with a 9.1. Man, wow. you guys are right on the nail <laughs> with with oh. your scores right now. Uh so from all of us here at PopEx Cast, man, I thank you guys for sharing your scores and just hanging with us because I knew this was going to be a long episode, but we got through it. We did it. Oh yeah. And it was a great one. There's a lot of meat in here for you guys to digest later on if you want to go back and review this. So Austin, if you will yeah. give us the official rap. Listen, y'all, if
2: you're here, if you're watching right now, at this very moment, 31 people watching, let's subscribe. I mean, we're coming back and doing more crazy, hardcore, nerdy, geeky podcasts every other week. And we're going to deep dive into all of these Marvel characters throughout the summer. We're going to talk Obi-Wan, all of those things. So we appreciate your support, all the likes, uh, liking the stream, man. I mean, this has just been an awesome, awesome episode with some great interaction from you guys. So we appreciate it. I'm Austin Burke uh, at the Burkinator. You can search and find me. I have my YouTube channel, all that stuff, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, we are part of the newly formed creative group known as The Creative Multiverse for more great media content, artwork, and more. Find us on Facebook groups and now on Discord mm-hmm. at the Creative Multiverse. If you are a creative, produce content, or have a talent, we want to see it and would like for you guys to share it with us in the multiverse, especially your art, Joe and Lindsay. And you'll talk about it, always doing your art. If you guys have some sort of talent like that, we really do want to see it.
0: So we appreciate it. Thank you, man.
1: And, and not just art, we are all a multifaceted creative group so yes. music art cosplay all the spectrum of creativity is welcome in that group for sure yes mm-hmm. absolutely yes um pop X is also on other social media networks other than discord uh facebook instagram tumblr and twitter are a few everything is the handle at pop cast and if you're old school and want to shoot us an email popxcast at gmail.com is the answer for you and if you want to check out any of the past shows from the great geeky archive of PopEx, or if you want to check out what's coming up in the future, make sure you go to our official website, www.popxcast.com. Mm-hmm.
0: And thank you, Lindsay Badger. It's so good when you get the band back together and we're, mm-hmm. we're sitting in the seat, uh, planning shows and doing things. And, uh, I tell you what, I couldn't do this show without these amazing two people, right here in this window with me and more importantly i couldn't do this show without you the watcher without you of oh, the watcher Marvel the ah, <laughs> yes the audience member. you see what i did there
1: i love it but you I know
0: I, I truly I, I value I, I thank you guys so much uh from the bottom of my heart you guys literally being here being active in the chat is fuel for me to keep on doing what i'm doing it's magic it is magic and it's just it's it validates us as a podcast so thank you so much for for the love and, and the kindness and of course I'm Joseph Burke at Joseph Burke Arts all over the web and social media. Hats off to amazing Team PopX as always. You guys knock it out of the park, Lindsay and Austin. And uh, that's it for this episode of PopX. And so we'll see you next time on 142 where we get to unpack more geeky goodness coming your way. We will be yeah. scheduling that on our channel very soon, so stay tuned to that. Tuned. And when you see it pop up, make sure you click on that uh, notification bell. So when we do go live on that episode, you know, hey, PopX is live. It's PopX time. It's exactly right. (laughs) So from all of us here, let me make sure I got the chat, make sure everybody's here. Great episode, PopX. Thank you so much, uh, Shane. Appreciate that. And uh, hey, Jeffrey Miller, I'm so glad I stumbled into this channel today.
2: Hey, Hey, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Look at that, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Hey, Jeffrey.
0: (laughs) Appreciate you, bro. All righty, guys. From all of us here, we'll see you next time on Cast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And have an amazing week. Thanks for being a part of the PopEx family. If you liked our show, please visit our YouTube page. Be sure to click subscribe and tap the notification bell so you'll know when we go live next. Visit our Discord channel by clicking the QR code on screen during our live stream or simply visit bit.ly forward slash creative multiverse connect with us on social media by using popxcast thanks for listening and we'll see you next time